Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be doing my Week 12 Player Spotlight, and it will be on the Iceman, George Gervin. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we're doing the player spotlight for week 12. And I'm going to cover a player, one of my favorites coming up back in the day, George Gervin. George Gervin standing six foot seven inches tall, 180 pounds, a slim guy there. He played shooting guard and small forward in the pros, but actually he played more shooting guard than anything else. So let's get into it. George Gervin born April 27, 1952 in Detroit, Michigan. Comes from a family of six. His father left home um, in Georgia's early years and at an early age. So he grew up in with his mom, obviously, and his uh, six siblings. They grew up in a impoverished state, which kind of seems like it's kind of par for the course uh, when you hear most of these stories. He started playing basketball as an elementary school kid, uh, playing with his cousin, and another kid in the neighborhood named Ralph Simpson, who I'll mention later in this episode. In his sophomore year of high school at Martin Luther King High School in Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, he tried out for the basketball team. Uh, Upon doing that, um, the JV coach at the time, Willie Merriweather, convinced the head coach to keep George on the JV team as an extra body. So, um So kind of keep him there to kind of hone in on his skills and so forth. Uh, Mr. Merriweather became a father figure to George. So kind of became that stabling force in his life there. Uh, He also grew close to the school's janitor as well, Mr. Winters. And what Mr. Winters would do is... He gave him access to the school's gym, but the stipulation was, I let you come in here, shoot around, you uh, sweep up afterwards. So a kind of a, you know, handshake sort of deal, which George agreed to. And in doing that, his basketball skills improved. But the only thing, his his grades weren't all that great, um... So uh, that presented problems, obviously. Anyhow, he experienced a bit of a growth spurt um, coming into his senior year. He grew to six feet, four inches tall. And in that senior year, he had some kind of year. Averaged 31 points per game, along with 20 rebounds per game. And he led his school to the state's quarterfinals. And also he was named All-State all in 1970, which was his senior year. 
So he had a scholarship with Cal State at Long Beach, California. He went there, got a bit homesick, and he left after his first semester there. So um, upon doing that, he transferred back home to Eastern Michigan University where he stayed for about a year and a half. And in those 39 games with Eastern Michigan, he averaged 26.8 points per game, 14.4 rebounds. He shot at 58.2% from the field, 77.6% from the free throw lines. But in a divisional semifinals uh, playing against uh, Roanoke uh Virginia team tempers flared and George Gervin ends up punching out one of their um, players. Now this is based based solely on opinion. When a guy confronts you like that, it's either one he's he uh went there with the uh you know with a derogatory term that will get anyone to fight. Or he he uh, said something about his mother. That's just me. Is he one of those two things that could take you there? So, uh, any event, he punches out the player, and uh, that incident cost his coach at the time. His uh, college head coach cost him his job, and then George was kicked off of the team and suspended. Uh, suspended obviously for the next season also too he had uh invitations to the olympics and to the pan am games those were revoked so uh so a lot of collateral damage just based off of that one punch so george takes his talents to the eastern basketball association a semi-pro league at the time. There, he had a 40 points per game average and was paid $500 per month. And during those games, um, he was actually discovered by a guy by the name of Johnny Kerr, a former NBA basketball player who was a scout for the Virginia Squires in the ABA. And while uh, Johnny Kerr was, you know, um, checking out the team, George Gervin goes out and scores 50 points with uh, Kerr watching the game. So, from that point, the Virginia Squires uh, signed George to a $40,000 per year contract back in 1973. And as as they say, the rest is history. He spent a little over a year with that team. And on that Virginia Squires team, they had a gentleman by the name of Julius Irving, who I did a spotlight, one of my very first spotlights on, and Swin Nader, um, big center from UCLA. Uh, one day I'll do one on him, too. He's very underrated. So... <clears throat> while 
while playing in his first All-Star game uh, during his second season for the Virginia Squires, uh, they ended up trading him to San to the San Antonio Spurs for and in return they got two hundred and twenty eight thousand um, dollars. This around the time that the ABA was struggling, so uh, teams trying to keep afloat would deal players in in exchange for money. So so uh, so. Oh, and um, prior to that, let me tell you, um, he has one of the coolest nicknames, literally, uh, in the NBA and perhaps in sports. Uh, He was called Iceman. But actually, his teammate from uh, the Virginia Squires, Fatty Taylor, gave George the nickname of Iceberg Slim who happened to be a Chicago pimp back in the day. So, you know, known for his, you know, cool demeanor and, you know, sense of style, so forth. So, um, but that name evolved and turned into Iceman. So he was turned, so uh, he ends up uh, evolving to the Iceman, so. Uh, so that's how he got the nickname Iceman. Anyhow, so Virginia Squires deals him to San Antonio. The league at the time, um, they, they, uh, held the deal. They held the deal, um, into question. So, um, you know, they wanted to check out, check things out. But eventually, they ended up allowing the deal to take place. So, so George finishes the 1973-74 season with the Spurs. He ends up averaging 19.4 points per game, 8.2 rebounds, shooting 46.8% from the field, and 85.3 from the free throw line. For the next two seasons... He ranked among the league's top 10 scorers, and also he made two more All-Star games. And it was in the 1975 All-Star game for the ABA, he would be on the same team with his childhood friend, Ralph Simpson. So he reunites with his guy, Ralph Simpson, who I believe was playing for the Indiana Pacers, if I'm not mistaken. By the way, he was also eligible eligible for the draft in 1974 for the NBA and was actually selected by the Phoenix Suns in the third round. He was like the 40th pick. But George at the time chose to stay in the ABA, which he would do up until the merger that took place between the NBA and the ABA. So when the San Antonio Spurs became one of the ABA teams to join the NBA, it was thought that George wouldn't be able to score the same way he did in the ABA. Um, they, They think he'd be able to get it done there. So, 
Uh, not only did he was he able to score in the NBA, he led the league in scoring four of the first five seasons that the San Antonio Spurs merged with the NBA. And he he remained an all-star for all of his, for the next nine straight seasons upon coming into the NBA. So that kind of tells you. I think he figured out how to play in the NBA. So anyhow, um, but his most famous scoring title came in the 1977-78 season, which came down to the last uh, day of the season, really. And it was between him and David Thompson of the Denver Nuggets. Um, David Thompson, the pri- earlier in the day, scores 73 points in his game. So George basically needed 58 points to claim this scoring title. So not only not only did he end up uh, doing that by scoring 63 points that night, he also scored a record 33 points in a quarter, breaking the record of 32 points by who? David Thompson, who did that uh, actually earlier that day. So, uh, so George Gervin topping David Thompson in two ways, basically. So, so, uh, and then on top of, on top of all of this, George nearly gave, gave up the scoring title, getting the scoring title because in that game that night, he first, he missed his first, first six shots. So, um, he said, you know, man, I don't have it tonight. But his teammates stunk, hung in there with him, and they said, you know what? We're going to keep feeding you anyway. So, so there you go. That's how he got the scoring title back in 1977-78 season. Then in 1978-79 was probably his most successful in the NBA with another scoring title. Uh, 26 point, uh, six, 29.6 points per game. He also finished second in the MVP voting, uh, missing out to Moses Malone of the Houston Rockets. And that was probably his best run to the NBA title where they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Washington Bullets at the time. So, so there's that. And then upon the hiring of Cotton Fitzsimmons as a coach back in 1984-85, that was kind of the nail in the coffin for George Gervin's career as a San Antonio Spur. Cotton said at the time um, that George Gervin was soft on defense and he... he, (laughs) He wasn't willing to take the last shot in the game. So uh, upon saying these things about him, George ends up getting dealt to the Chicago Bulls for 
David Greenwood. And at the time, and upon making that deal, uh, Chicago had this young kid, um, you may have heard of him at the time, Michael Jordan, who had only played 18 games that season because of a broken foot that he had. And reportedly, Michael Jordan wasn't happy with um, George Gervin coming to the to the Bulls because, you know, he saw him as a threat, obviously. But remember, he had the broken foot, so he had to sit on the sidelines. So George filled in for Michael Jordan, and he actually ended up being second on the team in scoring uh, right behind well, he had 16.2 points per game. He was second to Orlando Woolridge. So, And then after the 85, the 1985-86 season, George Gervin, he retires from the NBA. But he did go overseas to play in Europe for a few years as well. Also playing with the CBA's Quad City Thunder. And 1989 and 1990, uh, in in that league, he was scoring like uh, 25.3 points per game, trying to make a comeback, but uh, he eventually said, "You know what? I'm done." So, anyhow, so post basketball, George then became a San Antonio Spurs community relations rep. Until head coach John Lucas brought him in as an assistant coach where he stayed for a couple of seasons. Then he eventually ended up going back to uh, being a community, being in the community relations department. Um, He ends up uh, opening up a George Gervin Youth Center as well as a George Gervin Academy, you know, in the area of San Antonio, you know, helping the kids and so forth, as well as um, older folks as well. Uh, his his jersey, his uh, he went by the number 44. His number 44 jersey was retired by the San Antonio Spurs. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame and actually, oddly enough, named to the NBA 50th anniversary team both in the same year 1996 so he had a double portion there and then of course eventually he's named to the 75 75th anniversary team that came out uh just this uh season here and he also he's been a coach in the big three league uh that's ice cubes league he's been doing that since 2017 so let's talk about his accolades so in 14 seasons he played a thousand and sixty games he ends up with a career uh, over 25 points per game 5.3 rebounds 2.6 assists 1.2 steals and one block per game pretty good uh, he shot it for his career, 50.4% uh, percent from the field, from uh, the field goal range, 
which is pretty good for a guy who, you know, that type of volume of shooting. And then a little over 84% from the free throw line. He made 12 All-Star games, uh, three of which in the ABA and then nine in the NBA. Seven times All-NBA, two times All-ABA. He was named to the ABA's all-time team. He was a four-time scoring champ. And he had one all-star MVP. He pretty much held every scoring record for the San Antonio Spurs. Most of them now broken by uh, the Admiral David Robinson and Tim Duncan. Uh, Definitely going to do one on the Admiral uh, in the future. So we'll see about that. Retired with having the most blocks by a guard ever. In the NBA. So he had a knack for blocking shots as well. Uh, He never appeared in the NBA or ABA finals. He never made appearance in any of those. But he's an important part of NBA history. Why? He appeared in the very first dunk contest. Back in the days of the ABA. In fact, uh, it took place... It took place at halftime of the 1976 All-Star Game in Denver, back in Nichols Sports Arena. In that dunk contest included Julius Irving, who ended up winning the dunk contest of the New York Nets, David Thompson for the Denver Nuggets, uh, Artis Gilmore for the Kentucky Colonels, and his teammate, Larry Keenan of the San Antonio Spurs. So, uh, so he is an important part of history, guys, because we uh, that dunk contest we still have it today in the NBA. So, so this is the spotlight on George Gervin. So, George Gervin, we salute you for all that you did in the NBA, all your accomplishments, and so forth. And we give you nothing but props, of course. So. All right, guys, so that is the player spotlight for week 12. Next week, I'm going to spill a little tea here. Um, I think upon um, what I heard uh, Chauncey Billups say uh, this past week, I think I'm going to do it on a point guard, one you're kind of familiar with. But I think we forget about the fact that um, he's pretty accomplished and... Uh, he was a bad man in his day. So anyhow, uh, as kind of a teaser there, you can kind of think and figure out who that could be. So, uh, on that note, I'm going to close it here, guys. Until then, I will talk to you later. So my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at That Sports Dude GD at gmail.com. 
You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.